You're listening to the Fervent Church Podcast, a church in the Austin area who exists so that people may know Jesus. From wherever you're listening, we hope you're encouraged, challenged, and strengthened in your relationship with Jesus today. For more teachings, information, or to support our ministry, please visit fervent.church. We pray you're blessed by the message. Father, we just thank you that we can come here tonight. We thank you for our team getting us to Texas, Lord. We thank you for the rest of the team that's going to come out here eventually, Lord. And we just thank you for what you're going to do, God. We pray that you would just work peace and comfort into our hearts and into our minds now as we get into your word, God. You are the God of all comfort and all peace and all understanding and wisdom, God. So we ask that you would give us some of that tonight, Lord, in the light of the circumstances that this world is facing and we're facing, Lord, we're living it. So God, speak to us tonight, Lord. We pray that you'd bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so this is going to be a message that's really, for me, I mean, I think it's for everyone, right? God's word's for everybody. But for me, personally, this is something I was struggling with, kind of going through in the last week or so. So with everything that's going on right now, I'd say like one of the big questions, maybe it's gone through your mind, but it's definitely going through minds of others, is just what do we do now? This coronavirus is going on. What do we do? How are we going to make it through? That's kind of the thing that we see. And as you guys know, me and Amber, we moved here a little over a week ago, March 11th, which was an interesting day because go fast or rewind. I don't know, six months ago when we planned that we're going to move on March 11th, there's no way to be like, hey, there's going to be this huge worldwide pandemic. Uh, It's just going to close down the whole world and groceries are going to be scarce and toilet paper is going to be rare find. And there's no way to know that. But so March 11th happens. Um, Coronavirus is already here. You know, we already knew about it for months. But March 11th, the World Health Organization or whatever it announces it like as this huge Um, worldwide pandemic and that's when everyone kind of went into this huge craze and then we get here no groceries right and then my buddy Mike he's like hey he or he just goes to get something some Topo Chico's or something at the store and he comes back he's like hey you should probably go get groceries because he's like because everybody's buying all the groceries and you don't have any groceries like you're the one that actually needs it everyone else is stockpiling it and so we move on March 11th. No way to know that that would happen. March 13th, I had it. March 11th happens. We're like, yeah, whatever, no big deal. This will pass over, right? So Matt, March 13th, which is Friday, have a job interview. And you guys know that. And I asked you guys to pray for that. Went great. The guy's like, yeah, we'll get you rolling on Monday. Just do a couple of these things that um, Lacey's going to send you. And so that starts going well. Um, and so March or yeah March 16th so Monday now I get an email right I'm supposed to get this job I'm supposed to start rolling on Monday and the lady said if you said you're going to be rolling on Monday that means that you're hired and so they send me an email on March 16th hey we're sorry that we can't hire you because of this whole coronavirus and it's just slowed down business and we can't guarantee you any type of pay and so that stuff started to happen very rapidly and right as we moved out here. And so I'm just, I found myself just down and out for a bit, if I'm honest. I was a little depressed, discouraged, didn't know what to do. I was asking myself, like, like how are we going to make it through this and, and what are we doing? Obviously, we're going to plant a church, but my question is, like, how are we going to plant a church? Because my first priority is, like, my family. Like, we have to survive. So that's just questions that are going through my head. How are we going to get through this? How are we going to pay our bills? What do we do? And if I'm honest, I'd say fear started to settle in a little bit. Um, 
But I think fear is interesting because a lot of people are preaching about fear and they're like, oh, it's terrible. You can't have it. And fear is the opposite of faith. But I think fear can be a good thing if it leads us to action, if we actually move forward with it. But fear, it's a bad thing when it paralyzes us. And that's what happens a lot of times. So it started to paralyze me a bit. There's no jobs there's no food. There's no social gatherings, right? We're pushing the limits right now even. And so for those of you on Instagram, we only got what you can probably see three people. That's all it's here. Three people. It's, it's great. Um, but anyways, like no schools going on. And then, so I'm thinking in my head down the road, if we're going to launch in a school, like we can't even launch in a school because of this coronavirus, who knows if it'll pass over by then. And if it does pass over, they're probably like, no, you can't have any outside organizations here. So I'm just thinking like, this is, this is terrible. Everything is going down. And so this is the thought I had though. I said, man, and it wasn't a good thought, but I said, man, what a time to move. And it was a thought that I had where I was like, man, like it's a foolish time almost like, uh, what a time to quit my job. What a time to buy a house. What a time to move to a new state. And so I felt a little foolish, frustrated, a little fearful, um, as I said. But as I thought about this, God brought to my mind this statement, but what a, t- what a time to see me move. What a time to see God move. And that just opened up my eyes a little bit. And so then me and Amber are talking about it. And so, and I'm, I'm going to get to the Bible study here in a second. Second Corinthians chapter one is where we'll be too, if you want to get a head start. But me and my wife, Amber, we start talking. Um, and my wife being faithful and faith-filled, really, um, the person that she is, she reminded me that God's the one who's led us to this. He's the one who is in this, and he's the one that's going to get us through this. And basically, we're like, let's just get down to business, and let's do what we came here to do, plant a church. And so that's why we're here tonight, where we're like, let's just not wait. Let's not push it off. Everyone's canceling the social gatherings and stuff, not more than 10. And we're like, we barely got... 10 anyway so why not just meet together and like let's just do this and let's start this church because that's what we came to do start a church so that people may know Jesus and so as I refocused myself and I I just kind of got back to the basics of why we're here um, I found myself excited I think rather than fearful I found myself encouraged rather than discouraged and I'm like looking at the world and I'm just thinking like what a time again to see God move just think about it if there's ever been a time in history where the the world the United States included is ripe for for the harvest I would say it's now if any like like right now like the um, the gospel of Jesus could just flourish like crazy like right now like people are looking for hope they don't know what to do. They're in the same boat that I was in. We're like, no jobs, no groceries. What am I going to do? How are we going to make it through, right? It's like, but then again, when I start thinking about the bigger picture, like it doesn't even matter about that. It matters about salvation. It's like that people need hope. People need help right now more than ever. I was talking to a friend back in Tucson. I was like, how cool would it be if we could do a food drive right now where we just get a whole truckload of food, vegetables, and we just give it away. Like that would just be popping off like crazy. Like people need help with things. They need help financially. They need help just someone to talk to in this time because they're going crazy on Facebook and Instagram, right? Um, and the world needs answers. Like, again, what, what do we do now? How, where do we go from here? So at first, like I said, I was thinking, what a time to move, like feeling like an idiot, right? But then now I'm thinking, what a time to see God move. And so back to the question, so what do we do now? Well, the answer here, and this is the, my message title, if you will, is like, what do we do now? Well, as a Christian, if you're a believer in Jesus, which I know we are, those of you tuning on, in online, if you're a believer um, in Jesus, you're a Christian follower, stay the course. 
stay the course. Cause I'm, I'm getting all messed up. I'm like, man, we're here to plant a church. Not that we have, we have some deadlines, but everything we've done has been fluid. Like you guys know that where it's like, well, we were going to move at this date, but then we ended up moving at this date and just kind of working with God. But what do we do? It's like, so my thoughts sometimes like, well, like we're not gonna be able to church plant. It's like, but you know, you get, you get fearful, but we got to be faith filled. And so again, what do we do now while we stay the course, our goal, our mission, our aim is the same as it's ever been. It's like Jesus said, in Matthew 28, it's like, go make disciples of all nations. Like he says, go reach and teach so that people may know me. So they may know that I got a life for them. Right. It's like, that's what life's all about. That's why we got these t-shirts, you know, so that people may know Jesus because that's what our mission statement is. In the good times, we make disciples. In the bad times, we make disciples. Like when we have money, we make disciples. When we have no money, no job, we make disciples. And it just provides more opportunity and really just makes people lean in. Like, how are you getting through this, right? A few of my friends back home said, you, I think you're absolutely crazy. Like we were out there, he, Mike, who came and helped us move, said, I think you're absolutely crazy. Like you moved out here, you don't have a job and you bought a house. And I'm like, it is a little crazy. And now that you say it, um, it makes me feel a little stupid, right? But it's like, no, it's faith filled. It's like in these times, whatever it is, like if we're in Texas, if we're in Arizona, we're making disciples, reaching and teaching so that people may know Jesus. And so we're just staying the course. So tonight I'm going to share from 2 Corinthians chapter one. And this is something that came to my mind the other day. I'm kind of freaking out a bit and that verse um, kind of came to my mind and where it's like, you're going to be shaken, but not destroyed, um, pressed down. But, uh, but we're not going to go there. That's chapter four. But that was, that was what got me to Second Corinthians. And I just started reading all of Second Corinthians. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And it seems like Paul is going through the coronavirus, COVID-19. So we're going to read into this, starting with chapter one, verse one. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, and check it out, to the church of God. And I just love that because it's to the church. And that's what we're doing here, to the church of God that is in Corinth. And this one in Texas, right? Or online. With all the saints who are in the whole of Achaia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 3, here we go, we get into this. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. He's going to get into this in a second. He's going to talk about how man, we're so pressed, like we wanted to die. Like we didn't even want to live anymore. He's like, it was bad. And it's like, just this interesting scenario where like, you take where we are in society right now. And we're like, you put yourself in Paul's shoes. You're like, people are feeling the same way. Like people who probably have the coronavirus are probably thinking, man, I'd rather die than be here and doing this stuff, right? And for us, we're just like, man, we're going through this time so uncertain and whatnot. But he starts out, he says, blessed be God. And I just love that because like, no matter what, good or bad, God is still God and God is still good. And that's something I have to remind myself all the time when I'm here at home and I'm like, I don't have a job. I apply for 30 plus applications, but I'm like, no matter what happens with that, God is still good. God has still called us and he's called us to do whatever it is, but the basic premise is make disciples, whether that's here in Texas or in our own lives back home, make disciples, but, but good or bad, God is still good. God is still God. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and God of all comfort. And he goes on and says, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. And so I love that again. He's like comforts all the God or the God of all comfort 
who will comfort all in any affliction, right? It's like he is near, he's here, he's available. He doesn't have a line wrapped around the block that he can't get to and you got to take a number and come back when your number's called. It's like, no, God is here and God is near. He's not overwhelmed and he isn't stressing. And I think, again, this is the message that we need to be preaching to ourselves, but also to everybody who's freaking out. Like, what do we do in this time? Well, God is here. He's going to comfort you. And what you see in that too, like comforter, what does that mean? Like, who is the comforter? Right? Come on. You guys know it. Just say it. Holy Spirit. Right? It's like God is the God of all comfort. He's going to send the comforter. Jesus says, if I go away, it's like I'm going to send someone else. And it's actually going to be better for you. And he says he's going to send the Holy Spirit, our comforter. So it's like in these great times of difficulty, we have great comfort because God is near. The Holy Spirit is near. And so that's what we can tell people. Like, well, how are we going to go on? What are we supposed to do? It's like, well, draw near to God. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how it's going to all pan out, but God is here. God is good. He's got a plan. This isn't a surprise to him. And so he's the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our afflictions, everything, right? It's not just one thing or another. And if it meets the criteria, no, he comforts us in everything. And then check it out. He says he comforts us so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which he gives us. It's like as Christians, we get comforted so we can comfort others. And again, you go back to the Holy Spirit being our comforter. We get the Holy Spirit so that we can share the Holy Spirit with others. Again, so that people may know Jesus, that he can, that they can know God. And so, and you see in this, it's, especially in this time, this is one of those things you see, like the selfishness of people coming about. My friend told me last night we were video social distancing, you know, 900 miles away. So I felt like I did a good job. Um, but he, no, he told me that at one of the fries, uh, someone got held at gunpoint to, uh, and they robbed him of other groceries, like golf links and coals or something. And I'm just thinking like, how crazy is it? It's like, but that's the idea and mentality of the world. But the mentality of God, what he's calling us to is like, Hey, I have given you something so that you can give to others. Not so that you can hoard it all for yourself. Like Louie was just a great example of that today. And like, I thought it was amazing. Like called me, he's at the grocery store. Hey man, what do you need? And he's like, and I was like, I, I don't know, like you, you sprung it on me too fast. I don't know. I can't go through everything. But it was just one of those things where I just thank you. And I think that was just a, you being a light in the darkness. Like, how can we help each other? And how can we help those outside when someone's like hurting and they need a roll of toilet paper? We got 24. And we're like, but I only got 24. It's like, but they don't have any. Let's just give them one. Like, you know, it's like that's what God does. He gives us something so that we can give to others, not to stockpile it. And so don't forget to, to just share, and especially in these times of need, right? Verse 5, he goes on, For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. So he's, he's saying there's sufferings in this. So as a Christian, and I think we, we see that, and I was talking to Amber, I think it was, about how like we, we're jumping off a cliff of faith like to go ch- church plant, but the world has been like pushed off a cliff like with this whole coronavirus where it's just like, what's going to happen? But like by signing up though as to be a Christian, we're signing up for a life of suffering, hardship, war, right? Spiritual warfare. And I think we all have experienced that in one way or another, just moving out here. Um, and this is the real deal. And so he's like, hey, you're going to be suffering. It's like almost when we see suffering, we should be encouraged. Like I'm on the right path. This is what I'm supposed to be doing right now, right? Like Satan is messing with things. And so I must be doing something right. And so it has suffering, but also don't forget it has comfort too. And the Holy Spirit, um, Holy Spirit is our comforter. Verse 6, 
It says, For if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. And I just love this. Going back to the beginning of verse 6, he says, If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. Isn't that a crazy concept? Like if I'm afflicted, if I'm hurt, if I'm pressed down, shaken, almost destroyed, it's like Paul's like, if that happens to me, it's for your good. It's for your salvation. Like, can we have that mindset? Like, if we're afflicted, it's for other people's good. Like, how crazy is that? Like, we have to flip our perspective, right? It's like, um, I was down and depressed and discouraged before. I'm like, how are we going to make it through this? And then I look at the state of the world. And I'm like, this is a great time to share the gospel. People need hope and help and, and answers. And so then I flips my perspective where I'm like, okay, even though I'm going through hard times and I'm uncertain, I can give tremendous hope an encouragement to other people. If I'm afflicted, it's for your good. If I'm comforted, things are going good, it's for your good. And so even though the, the world goes through COVID-19 or things are shutting down, people are dying, it's like, if we're truly following God, then whatever we face is like, okay, God, it's for others to know you more. And that, I don't know, I just think it's crazy. Like when it's when it's dark in our life, it's like so that people can see us shine brighter. It's like, we, gotta, we can't forget that like, as we're going through a tough season, people are going to lean in. People probably lean into Christians more than ever right now and just say, like, what do we do, right? And if they see us freaking out and, and losing faith, that's when they're going to probably be like, see, I knew it was a, a fake anyways, right? But if they see us holding on and we're encouraged in such a weird time, it's like all of a sudden that's attractive. We're like, I want to be encouraged. I want to have that hope that you have. I want to have whatever it is, right? And then so it starts to bring that. And so... Flipping our perspective again, it's if we're afflicted, it's for your comfort. If we're comforted, it's for your comfort. Like it's for good. Um, it, it's for good. And so when the, we see these things, this is what I wrote down. I thought it was good, but like this isn't, we, we look at it and we think of it as a setback. Like, oh, like we wanted to launch church on September 20th of 2020, you know, and it's like, well, now maybe we're not going to be able to launch until October or something, you know, we, it'd be easy to think that, right? And that was some of the thoughts I was thinking, like, we're going to still church plant guy, I know why we came, but I'm like, maybe it won't be till next year sometime, and when this whole thing blows over, but then again, me and Amber get together, like, let's just start now, let's do worship, let's do a teaching, like, like as if we we're doing church, and when the whole, like, social gathering thing lifts up, we can invite more people, like, just come on in. But I was thinking like, this isn't a setback. It's a set up. Like it's a set up for success. We're like, God's like teeing up the, the ball right now. He's lobbing up the soft pitch uh, uh, baseball so we can just crank it out of the park right now. Like that's how I'm seeing it. Cause like there's so much opportunity for hope and it's just amazing. So there's this, this setup for revival, the setup for, for life in Jesus. And so I just get excited about it. And so again, verse seven says, our hope for you is unshaken for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. And he's just like, hey, if you join us and you're in this together, then like I know you're going to be a part of this and it's going to be a good thing. Um, and you're going to go through sufferings. There's going to be hard times, but there's also going to be good times. And he's like, just know that. Verse 8, and we'll start to close this in these next three verses. But verse 8, he says, For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. 
How crazy is that? Doesn't that sound like some times that we're in right now where people are probably so sick that they're like, man, I just wish I would die. I don't even want to go through this, you know? Uh, and so there's these hard times. And so what we can see and what the comfort we can get is like if Paul's gone through something similar, like we're not the first and he made it through and he changed the world. And we're reading his letters today like we could do something similar. So he says, despair of life itself, verse 9, indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. Like again, I just and I don't know what it was. I wish he'd went into it. You know, maybe this was COVID one You know, back in not one but you know what I'm saying, like original. But he says we we felt like we'd received the sentence of death. But then check out what his next statement is. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. So Paul's like, it was bad. I, I wanted to die, but what he's saying is, but it had its purpose. Everything that happens has its purpose, right? COVID-19, whatever, has its purpose. And like you said, to make us not rely on ourselves, but but check it out, but on God who raises the dead. I don't know, if you can get excited, like that's something to get excited about. Like, like yeah, we're going through bad times, but I know what God's doing and he's bigger than this and he's actually the God who raises people from the dead. And so I know we're all worried that maybe we're gonna get this sickness and we're gonna die, but it's like God's like, but I'm bigger than that. I could bring you back to life if I want to. And so like you get encouragement where it's like, why am I freaking out when the God of the universe is like, hey, I'm here, I'm with you. I wanna do something with you and it's gonna be all right. Like, so he just says that, he's like, so he says, but on, uh, sorry, but that was to make us not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Uh, I just think there's no better place to find comfort, hope in the midst of sickness and death. Like right now, as we've seen, than in the only God who can raise the dead. Like that's where our hope is, right? Um, but the last verse I want to hit, verse 10. He says, he delivered us from such a deadly peril. And check it out. And he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. He says, he delivered us. Just read it again, verse 10. He delivered us from such a deadly peril. So like, hey, he got us out of this. We made it through. And then he says, and he will deliver us. Like, he will continue to. And I love what he says, on him we have set our hope. Because there is no hope in anything else. You put your hope in the economy. Like, the economy is crashing right now. You put your hope in, in toilet paper. Toilet paper is going to run out one day. But we set our hope on him. On him we've set our hope that he will deliver us again. And so what do we say in these hard times? What do we do? It's like, well, we stay the course. We don't give up. We look up. We press into God, right? We seek to, seek to know him more right now. And it's like we're serving the God who will deliver us. Like, we don't know when this thing's going to pass by, but he will deliver us. And I love what Sean's been sharing with Exodus and Ignition and stuff. But it's like, God is the God in Exodus who took the, these millions of Israelites who were slaves. He put them and the people of Egypt, like, they all experienced this huge plague, right? Ten, right? Or how many plagues? Ten plagues? Nine plagues. I don't know. A lot of plagues, a lot of bad stuff. I should know this, right? And I do, but you know what I'm saying. Put on the spot. Um, but but he puts them through all these plagues, a lot of, and one of them, death, specifically death. And then what we see, though, is God delivers them out of the hand of Pharaoh, out of Egypt. And was it easy? No, it wasn't easy. There's a bunch of hard stuff. They go to the Red Sea, and all of a sudden it's like 
crap, Moses, you brought us here to die. Like, where were we supposed to go? And he's like, and I mean, I feel like for Moses, he's probably like, I don't know, but I'm going to go seek God and he'll tell me something. And then God's like, put your staff out over the water, splits it, makes a way, delivers them. And so what do we do in these hard times? Well, we press into God. We stay the course. We're still here to church plant. And for anybody watching online, it's like you might not be church planting, but what do you do in these hard times? Well, you make disciples. You tell people of Jesus that there is only one hope, that there is only one God, that he has a plan and a purpose for you and that he will deliver you. He will deliver us. and He's our deliverer. And so I don't know with that. Can I get an amen? Like if you agree. So I just want to pray. We'll end this thing. But Father, we thank you. And we just pray that you would and that you will deliver us. Lord, we pray quickly. Lord, we pray that you would bring this thing to an end. But God, give us hope and peace in this time. And Lord, would you be our comforter? Lord, pouring out tremendous comfort upon us. Lord, that we wouldn't freak out in these times. That we'd be faith-filled individuals who are shining bright in the dark, Lord. And we pray that you'd bring people to us to minister to, God. And we just love you so much. And thank you for this opportunity to gather together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you to anyone who tuned in online, if there is anybody left. But uh, until next time.